Hello everyone and welcome to the another episode of the Modern Data Show where we delve into the most recent trends and technologies in the data and analytics engaging with some of the most brilliant minds in the industry. Today we welcome Natalia Shuliak, Chief Operating Officer at Double Cloud, which is a platform to help data driven companies build cost effective sub-second analytics on proven open source technologies like ClickHouse and Kafka. She has previously worked with major companies like Microsoft, Databricks and Splunk. And welcome to the show, Natalia. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, happy to be here. So Natalia, you know, I'll start with the most basic question. Tell us a little bit more about your personal journey. How did you end up, how did you end up in Double Cloud? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And the journey was an adventure in itself. So uh, by origin, I'm from Belarus. I'm living in France for more than 10 years. I'm always joking that I'm adopted French. And uh, it happened to be that, you know, I was lucky, I think, that I always was in the jobs that were intellectually rewarding. And that was also my, my motivation. So I always, always wanted to be in something new that looks into the future. So when uh, uh, there was a period in my life when, uh, um, you know, it was right after uh, bubble.com uh, uh, that exploded and some investors approached me and they said, you know what, we have uh, these fantastic devices, Palm and Pocket PC, and we actually created some applications for these devices. And like, would you want to help us do a go-to-market for us on U.S. market, on Germany market, on UK? And I said, wow, that sounds amazing. I have no clue what means the application, and uh, but I've already seen Palm, uh, Palm, but never played with that. But why wouldn't I try? And, and this is how I joined the whole technology world. Uh, after that, I actually went into the cloud, also reading lots of reports and lots of researches that, okay, this is a new big thing. And this was at the time when, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft was, was still all about Windows and nothing else, you know, and I was uh, lucky to be uh, part of the team that was launching uh, Microsoft Azure here in France. And, you know, and, and it was still called Windows Azure, just to give you, uh, you know, how, how the, the perspective how it was. And then when, when you're reading the cloud world, what's what's next big thing that uh, comes to the board? Obviously, data. And when I was doing my uh, global executive MBA at INSEAD, uh, uh, one of the, you know, there were several most important courses that everybody absolutely wanted to attend, and they were all about big data and AI. And, you know, we, we looked into how you code uh, with Python, and you also look into uh, how you should incorporate data into the whole strategy of your company. And for me, it was like, okay, this is the next uh, big thing I want to be a part of. So I graduated from uh, my MBA and uh, I joined Databricks. And this was like really how I got into the big data world. And it was extremely exciting. So I was lucky because the, the, the time of Databricks at that time, absolutely every CTO had a budget for AI project. And Databricks was in front of them for, to talk about that. And it was amazing. You, you were discussing, you, you, like everybody was dreaming about how things can be. And that was amazing. And then after that, I continued to Splunk. This is operational side of data usage. And, and this is the moment when Double Cloud actually knocked on my door. And I was so convinced by the development team. Uh, uh, the development team is amazing. They are doing amazing things. They have years of experience of managing open source data, uh, have years of experience managing a, a ClickHouse, one of the key things that we have. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm sold. So this, this is the company I'm joining as my next uh, step because I, be I believe in what they're doing. Okay, you know, I would love to, uh, you know, I, and we would actually type deeper into what you guys are doing at Double Cloud. But before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit back about your back, you know, days back in, uh, you know, data breaks when, you know, Hadoop was still the, you know, shiniest new thing in the market. 
and uh, you know spark hadoop and you know data breaks you know probably one of the pioneers of spark and the spark ecosystem what do you think has fundamentally changed back since back your days at data breaks versus what you're seeing now in 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 the form of this whole modern data stuff well i think uh, uh, what changed for, uh, two things changed fundamentally so one, uh, the expectations in terms of time. So it was okay previously to analyze your data and have results once a day. And the world accelerated so much that it's no longer the case. You know, McKinsey, I think last year they did the research, like 90% of uh, business leaders, they expect, when they're saying, I want something fast, I want my dashboards to give me business results uh, or business analytics fast, what they mean is like less than 10 seconds. <laughs> So this, this changed completely. The second major change is the following. So for four years, there was a huge promise in data. And, uh, you know, companies were buying tools and they're like experimenting. Everybody had budgets and so on and so forth. Now, 2023, the world of free data, free money actually ended. Uh, the, the world of promises ended. Everybody wants to see the results and they want to see them now. So as a result, what, what it means, like, Give me a, so either decrease the costs radically of your tools and keep playing with them or give me the tool that actually produces their return on investment. And then, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, 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 it is linked with the problems like, okay, I have too many tools. How optimize of that? There are still issues with performance and business leaders. So the partners, the companies I work with, they want something extremely fast for analytics. How, how can I increase the performance so I'm not ruined? And the third, you know, how can I find the talent? Because everybody's hiring, hiring data engineers, data, data analysts, and so on. People are either stretched or, 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 um, or they do not produce enough of value. So, and then, then the biggest question, okay, how can I make them produce enough of value, but not overstretch them? And that's, that's another major, major change. So we kind of moved from the playground with the technologists around data to, okay, let's do some real stuff, you know? So, and that, that's, that I think what changed. Okay. So now with that. Uh, help us understand what does double cloud do. Okay, so double cloud does uh, uh, gives you a platform where you can build your data pipeline, data analytics, or modern data stack uh, with managed open source technologies. And actually, we're trying to keep in mind what I've just said. So today, the world wants to build want to build real time or near real time analytics, and this is for different uh, scenarios. So uh, end user analytics, so customer facing, partner facing analytics cannot be, uh, you know, something long. So previously everybody was building data warehousing, you know, and it was okay for queries to perform within 10 seconds, 20 seconds and so on. When you are providing, for example, data to your customers or your partners, uh, it cannot be that long. This is one. And second, the licensing model cannot be what it was before. So when we keep all of that in mind, so uh, to give you an idea, you know, one of the customers of ours, they are providing data sets to big retails, uh, re retail groups. So now imagine uh, their most uh, often frequently queried data set goes to CIO of this retail group and CIO starts querying it. And then it's 10 seconds and 10 seconds is extremely long. It's like one, two, three, you know, it's, it's a long time. So, and then imagine there are several CIOs that query the same data sets. So it, it stops res responding. So and that's why they started working with us. They needed the technologies like uh, uh, ClickHouse, uh, 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 you, know, you know, Kafka and so on, so that it becomes a very different story for them. 
so it's really sub-second. And now CIO can actually get the results within a second. Uh, and the queries actually perform as they should be uh, and create the reputation of the company, you know. So, and that's, that's basically what Double Cloud does. We, we, we help you build the sub-second analytics. And why, wouldn't, why couldn't those companies do it themselves? Why did they need you? Well, they, they, they are still doing themselves, right? So uh, uh, the, um, there are two aspects. If you're working with open source technologies, there's always two, uh, two aspects. One, you benefit from the community out there, what, what is being created, and it's amazing. But then uh, it's, 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 uh, you do also lots of admin work and lots of support work because technologists uh, have a tendency to break. Somebody needs to support them, and if it's an open source, usually it's yourself. So what we do, we take out this uh, admin kind of administration from you, this headache from you, and you focus then on what you love doing and where your expertise is, like working with the data and making sure that your data pipelines work exactly how they should be. And then we provide for you backups, security, you know, support. Uh, we provide some features that respond on very specific use case that you have. And then, then you, just, you just focus on, on creating, you know, and making data work. Right. And uh, one, one, you know, one thing that I'm very curious about is what you're talking about is essentially the underlying premise of, you know, the OLAP databases, right? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, instead of having a traditional OLTP processing for analytics workload, you have these OLAP workloads. Yeah. Uh, why click house? Why not, you know, and, and, and that's actually tied to another question is, how did you guys even start, you know, double cloud? Like, was it, you know, was it because there was a goal to build a sub-second analytics workload system for the companies? And let's find out what's the best tool to do that. So we say, okay, you know, ClickHouse is one of the tools and we use that and we kind of build on the top of that. Or is there any backstory related to ClickHouse? So um, there is a backstory and there is also, you know, how, how things started. Uh, the backstory is that some of the developers in our team are contributors to the open source uh, code, uh, you know, and, and they, they know ClickHouse. And uh, our CTO used to build the first managed ClickHouse ever in the world. And, you know, that was tested on quite a lot of uh, customers. And then he uh, moved to Double Cloud. So there, there is this expertise. But then, you know, we're we, we a data company, meaning we talk a lot uh, with the companies out there and trying to understand what's really happening, what are the real need. And ClickHouse is one thing, but the real need, you said it yourself. Okay, there is OLTP and there is the OLAP database. It doesn't mean that you, for example, if you have Postgres, it doesn't mean that you're forgetting about fantastic databases Postgres. No, you keep it, but you also can offload your analytics to, to ClickHouse. But then you have a very, very specific question. How do you replicate the data seamlessly from Postgres to ClickHouse. And we, and we have a tool for that, you know? So, and, and the tool, there, there are tools out there. There are lots of ELT tools. Nobody, even on your website, there are, I think, put five ELT tools that are mentioned. The problem is that, that uh, these tools are okay when you're, uh, you're working with a little amount of data or when time, time is not crucial. But when you need to replicate databases from one place to another, it can be Postgres, it can be Snowflake, it can be, doesn't matter what database, but you need to replicate the data to a database like ClickHouse because you need analytics to be sub-second and all of this cannot do this. Then 
what tool do we, do we use? And this this is where uh, our second expertise, you know, we're looking from the use case uh, end-to-end perspective. So, and that's, uh, uh, we are providing you with the tool, you know, for that. And then, you know, we have a customer uh, called uh, Jan Godeli. Uh, Jan Godeli is a, a customer. So what they do, they do food delivery uh, across African countries, like they're operating in 16 uh, African countries today. And they're providing, so for example, you decided to create your own family business to, to deliver food, uh, but you need some technology to do this. And uh, ideally, somebody actually gives the operational know-how, what to track and so on and so forth. So Jan Godeli's partners requested the dashboards to start with. They wanted to look at the things and to see, you know, how, how business is functioning. The problem is that the uh, whole and data analytics of Jan Godeli was, uh, was built as a batch analytics. And the dashboards were renewed daily, once, it's, once, once a day. So, and they looked at traditional tools, not all double cloud, but traditional tools. And they realized, okay, so if we, uh, we give our partners uh, dashboards, so it will take us almost one year to change the whole batch analytics to near real time. And second, uh, it will ruin us. So it won't work with our margins uh, because, uh, you know, it's a licensing model per user for most visualization tools. And they, they, uh, are reached out to us and, uh, you know, they started with our free, free visualization tool. Um, and then they built, uh, so it reads uh, ClickHouse natively. And then they offloaded from their, uh, Postgres, they offloaded the data to uh, ClickHouse to analyze it. And with that, they got, you know, almost near real time, uh, dashboarding that they give to their partners and all of that they managed to do within one week. And this is a real use case uh, today. It's, it's, it, it changed completely the ecosystem. And this is where our expertise lies. We kind of, we talk a lot with the companies out there and we believe that we understand what's the real use case and provide tools for that. Okay. And that's super helpful. Uh, so, and that kind of makes a sense where we, when, when you initially explained why do you use Kafka? So basically what you're saying is, uh, you have kind of built like a change data capture kind of a technology, which is able to read, uh, kind of asynchronously read all the changes that are happening in those operational databases yeah. and kind of push it into, uh, 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 you know, ClickHouse, which is basically our OLAP database, right? Yeah. So quick question there, uh, when you say you also manage the pipeline, so that, that's what you mean, right? So you are basically building those ETL pipelines only for database replication and you're not probably uh, building sources and connectors like five trend where it would allow you to ingest data from, let's say, share, you know, let's say, uh, uh, Salesforce or HubSpot or any of those CRM systems. Is that understanding right? Uh, no, and actually not really because, uh, our transfer service has a, a portion of connectors, uh, uh, that are open source for Airbyte. So whatever Airbyte can do, uh, we'll do this as well in terms of, in terms of connectors. And then we are adding ourselves the connectors that are not, are not there. So for example, uh, one of the very popular use cases, and we've seen several companies coming uh, to us, they're saying, we have Snowflake as a database, a data warehouse. We love it. But it doesn't work for this customer-facing or end-user-facing analytics. So we want to offload kind of things to ClickHouse. Please help us, you know, and this is where we created the uh, connectors with Snowflake so that our transfer service can actually can actually do this uh, for them. So that's one of the uh, uh, things. Amazing. And let's uh, talk a little bit about scale. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us, you know, for your biggest customer, you know, you know, without taping them probably, uh, what's the, you know, what's the size of the data you're handling for them? 
well, overall, you you know that uh, the um, ClickHouse it's uh, I think the biggest uh, amount of clusters for uh, the the biggest cluster in the world has petabytes or even more of uh, data, right? So there are there are no limits. So and we have different. So we have uh, uh, both small ICs, like really really small. You want just to you're a startup and you want something extremely uh, cost efficient that you can create within one week. So these are the type of customers that would go to double cloud. And then uh, there would be also big ones with huge amount, like petabytes of data. And the reason they would work with us is that they want predictable pricing and performance because they, uh, their business otherwise would be at risk. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the, uh, the scale, you know, that's uh, depending on your use case, you know, if the use case works, then it doesn't matter how big you are. So both, thing, both things can work. Uh, okay. And, and talking a little bit about your offerings, like is it uh, completely on cloud or is it on-prem or do you do a kind of a hybrid of both? It's, uh, so our offerings are fully on cloud. Uh, now imagine you're the company, you have, uh, let's imagine something uh, on-premise, you, you have ClickHouse and you have it on-premise. But for whatever reason, you need to use Kafka to to put uh, you know the events into uh, into ClickHouse, you can still use actually our Kafka, which will be on the cloud uh, with your ClickHouse. Or, or you know you need uh, so you decided again. Let's go continue exploring this ClickHouse example. You have ClickHouse uh, self-hosted somewhere on your service. You actually decided okay, I need to back up something into the cloud. You would use normally our transfer service from ClickHouse to ClickHouse in the cloud and ba back it up there. Uh, we have, uh, you know, features like uh, ClickHouse OS 3, meaning you don't, uh, um, you, you use it as a hybrid, hybrid storage. So you have uh, unlimited amount of data that is stored in S3 at the price of S3, so it costs nothing, right? And then you, you, you analyze only what's needed uh, and you put this data on SSD, so, and, and then, then it decreases the cost significantly. So there, there are cases like, like that, so companies are using us for... Just you know, backup. Just in case something happens, just their own service went down, or I don't know, electricity is cut. Right. And how does the pricing for double cloud works? So uh, it pays go. Uh, like literally, uh, we, we wanted to be extremely transparent. Everybody, uh, there was a very, very famous uh, meme recently across uh, the whole internet when somebody accidentally spent uh, three hundred and three seconds on uh, BigQuery, you know, so without. And that's the uh, you know the other side of serverless. So we don't do this. We do uh, very transparent pricing. You pay, uh, it pays a go on monthly billing. You know in advance what is going to cost you and there are no surprises, uh, you know, so it's, it doesn't, it won't scale, you won't pay per scan, for example. So it's, uh, it's based on the data that is stored. It's not based on scan. It's not based on licensing per user. It's real data, real thing, storage, not ingestion, not what other companies would do. Nice. Good to know that. So, Natalia, next question to you is, uh, I think so, in the last couple of years, what we have seen is a, a huge proliferation of fragmented tools across the modern data stack. You know, you would have tools for, like, you know, you can literally break down double cloud offerings into, let's say, 10 or 15 different startups. You have yeah. BI tools, you have chain data capture tools, you have your ETLs tools, you have your data warehousing tools, and so on and so forth, right? Uh, and I think so we're kind of seeing a consolidation that's happening in the industry where, you know, bigger players are 
kind of branching themselves out in those adjacent territories and kind of build a consolidated offering, right? Uh, what are your plans for that? You know, you already have a good OLAP layer. You already have a good ETL layer. You have a database replication layer. What's next for you guys? Yeah, that's that's a fantastic question, and this kind of uh, um, you know goes into what double cloud is. You know, so I said in the very beginning, you know, we are platform managed open source technologies. Several use cases. One of the most typical is uh, real time analytics, near real time, and user analytics. But what we really want is to create, uh, to basically give you the platform where you can uh, build or cover most of the data use cases. Uh, and they would be different. And you know, there is a fam this famous diagram how actually a modern data stack looks like, right? And there is everything. So and depending what you want to do, your, you know, your data use cases will take different modules. So we want to give you these modules and, uh, uh, you know, and the reason, so Gartner says that already by 2026, uh, lots of companies, most of companies will try to move their data use cases within one, one platform. So it means that the market will be about consolidation. It means that the market will be a platform, platform kind of story for lots of companies. And that, that's, that's what we want to do. So as a result, you know, it means that we will continue adding modules basically to our platform. So uh, please stay tuned, but we are actually soon releasing uh, uh, Managed Airflow, which is one of the, uh, you know, even if you're, if you're not doing real-time analytics, but near real-time analytics, which is still a batch analytic, but extremely fast, you need a scheduler. And Airflow is a, is a scheduler for, for that, right? So, and that's, uh, that's one of the things that is a, as a necessary module, you know, for, for that. And then we'll continue doing this. You know, we're talking to companies. Are we understanding what are they really doing with data? What are the needs? And we will be releasing this, these things. But there always will be promises like always cost efficient, you know, be one of the uh, uh, like most cost efficient provider performance and cost on the market, uh, sub-second analytics and uh, uh, on the cloud. So that's basically three promises we're uh, keeping, keeping open. And obviously open source doesn't change. Right. So talking a little bit about open source, yeah. right? Uh, you mentioned you, you have built on the top of ClickHouse, you have Kafka, you, you mentioned Airbyte. Uh, what, uh, you know, and just, just to add a little bit context to that, uh, we're seeing a lot of open source technologies kind of changing their licenses in terms of how their technologies can be used. And a, a very good example of that would be Airbyte itself. You know, it started as a, a a license that was much more permissive, but now the license that they have is much more restrictive, right? What risk that you see to the business, you know, as your business as Double Cloud, in terms of leveraging these open source technologies and building a business on the top of that? Yeah. It's it's great question. I think it's 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 a double-edged sword for absolutely everybody. From one side, yes, it's a risk for uh, for the business for those businesses that are building uh, on uh, top of open source technologies. From another side, it's also community risk. So yes, absolutely, any open source technology can change their license, but then it will mean that uh, you know the community will start switching to something else, and uh, and then there will always be new alternatives. So nothing is constant as a result in this world. And that's that's where you can no longer be a monotechnology company. You absolutely must protect yourself with uh, having different offers uh, to, to the market. And uh, uh, same vice versa. I'm talking, you know, from vendor perspective, but uh, from the perspective of a company. So 
migration is constant. Be ready for that. And you, you built your perfect modern stack today. Things change tomorrow. It doesn't work any longer for your use case or for, from performance and cost perspective. You will have to migrate. And that's why it's, it's great to always build uh, your systems uh, from the perspective that migration will happen one day. And then it will be much less uh, painful because today, I mean, you talk to, I talk a lot to CTOs and the data leaders of uh, the companies. They're all talking about, uh, you know, 60%, 70% of them are thinking about migration, but they're thinking because it's hard. That, that's an amazing advice. Uh, next question to you, uh, Natalia, is, um, you know, outside of double cloud, uh, what particular tools or technologies in the broader modern data stack you know, excites you personally, you know, what's one of those things that you're super bullish about? Wow, that's, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, obviously right now there is a huge uh, hype and more than that about generative AI, right? So, uh, and that's amazing because, you know, I've, I've, I've seen several hypes on different technologies so far. There was a first wave about AI, everybody was talking about that. But then the companies didn't find the use case and it kind of died, you know, so, and there were uh, new things uh, instead. Uh, then it was, you know, blockchain, huge hype. Everybody, uh, somebody earned money, somebody lost money on that. But, uh, you know, there are still hopes something will come out of it. But, uh, you know, use cases are still in the very, you know, they, they're still um, to be born, you know. And, and this generative AI, I believe it's completely different story. So I, I myself, you know, right now, uh, I do two things constantly. Uh, when I don't have time, I don't want to Google and look for the information lots of times. So I go and ask, uh, you know, uh, chat, chat GPT. I didn't use other tools, but this, this is the one I'm using. And, and second, when I'm, I'm tired of, you know, writing, rewriting some, some pieces of content, I will, I will give bullets and then I will receive some. <laughs> some some meaningful text right so and that's i think a real interesting thing so it, it just tells us maybe this less hype and more real use case real real thing that we can do out of it uh and that it will impact quite a lot of spheres of our life so that's 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 uh, what i see okay so you're bullish on generative AI. so that that brings to the next point is where do you think where do you think it will impact the most in data teams like which areas of, you know, data or working with data do you think like obvious use case? Like this is something that has to come like as soon as it can. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think we're actually experimenting ourselves and trying to compare with the expertise, but I think it can rewrite queries pretty well. So if you migrate, let's imagine from a big query to click house, always a big question is, okay, your query. So same, same story would be from Postgres to click house or whatever. Um, so what we're actually trying to experiment and see, can click or can JetGPT actually create the queries? Work with complex queries. Simple queries is easy, but complex queries, can it do nicely? And I think actually the answer will be yes, it can. And it, it, will, it, will, uh, it, it means that the migration we've just talked about will be a much easier uh, use case and for absolutely any company. So there will be lots of migrations that are going to happen. Second is, you know, uh, you know, right now, data analysts, this is their job that, uh, well, it's overstretched. And then they suffer from, from quite a lot of things. You know, if they want a data visualization tool, quite often they're dependent on their data engineers and they're waiting for weeks to create, you know, to get some infrastructure 
to give some data sets so with which they can can work. Uh, obviously, some of the things can be resolved just by, by changing tools, you know, democratize your dashboarding and then, then it's easier to do and we do it ourselves with our visualization. But next thing would be, okay, I think it will be a replacement of uh, some data analysts because uh, ChatGPT can actually pretty efficiently read the data, understand it and comment what you see here. And that will be, uh, that will be amazing. Nice. Amazing. So, you know, Natalia, as we, you know, inch closer towards the end of the episode, uh, you know, uh, what would be the best way for our listeners to reach out to you and, you know, probably uh, see a way of working with you? What would be the best way of doing that? Uh, the easiest is always LinkedIn. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, so, you know, again, I'm a modern person. I moved out completely from emails to tools like uh, Slack, uh, WhatsApps, uh, you know, other messaging systems and uh, LinkedIn. So you, you want to reach out, please, please do it via LinkedIn. It's, it's the best way for me. Perfect. So thank you so much for, for your time, Natalia. And, you know, this was an amazing ex uh, episode for us. You know, I have learned a lot about the work you are doing, the work that Double Cloud is doing. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you very much. And thanks for hosting me today.